Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com, here with a special podcast. It is the Royal Rumble 2005 match, alternate commentary. Go ahead, fire up the Royal Rumble 2005 in the WWE Network right now. I'll kind of explain to you how things are going uh, as you all do that. Uh, just head over there, click the Royal Rumble 2005 option, and there will be a hash mark. You'll be able to really tell it's the second to last one on the network. If you uh, don't have the hash marks, it is one hour, 53 minutes, 38 seconds into the show. I will let you all get to that. Again, it's one hour, 53 minutes, 38 seconds into the show. I'll introduce my co-host. You see him on Tuesdays. That's why he's got the blue bar down at the bottom. His name is Jeff Hawkins. I'm glad I could wake up as soon as you said Tuesday because I thought you were going to go with Alex first. <laughs> I can't be biased here. I got to switch to the green bar. There's Alex Palowski. You see him on Mondays. He's a former associate editor of Fightful.com. He writes off track with A Train. Alex, this is your first time watching this match, right? If it isn't, it's the second time. And the first time I wasn't paying attention. Like, well, as as Jeff and I were saying off air, like I don't know many people who would go out of their way to watch 2005 WWE. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was it was sort of a dark period at times, uh, both in the ring and outside the ring, which we will talk about. As evidenced Guys, by the fact that they were hosting this Royal Rumble in Fresno. Fresno? I didn't even know that. <laughs> All the research that I did for this show. And I didn't know. Was it at the Save Mart Center? <laughs> yes, the Save Mart Center. Save Mart Center. I have a handy oh, at the road. It's a shame they don't have a beer. Man, we got to get that Handy Mart Arena going on in, in uh, Ewing, Kentucky. Guys, if you are not at that next to last hash mark, one hour, 53 minutes, 38 seconds, I'm going to give a bit of a countdown momentarily. Are my hosts ready? I'm ready. I have beverage in hand, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> Just so you know, we'll go three, two, one, click. Not this three, two, and then click on one crap. 
It's three, <laughs> two, one, and then I'll say click. So here we are, one hour, 53 minutes, 38 seconds. Three, two, one, click. So this starts off right as I think Howard Finkel was doing the intros. We have our volumes turned down on these because, one, I'd like to make some money off this podcast from YouTube. <laughs> That'd be nice. Oh, Loogie PS3 can show everything she wants on there. <laughs> it makes all that money. But Anna dropping F-bombs all over the place. Yeah, but Anna <laughs> dropped some F-bombs and we can't make any money. <laughs> Someone with a coach sign, front row. That guy needs to be taken out and shot. <laughs> As I said, 2005 WWE was a very dark time. <clears throat> oh, man. People rooting I miss for Jonathan Finkel. Coachman. He's... he's in this match, and he's in it for quite a while. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. He has quite a showing. Arguably show... the best commentator showing in <laughs> history. To show my age, oh. I think I I think I watched this the first time on Sopcast on an on a Windows PC. Oh. <laughs> Were you pirating oh. it? Yes, because oh. I wouldn't pay for this thing. Okay, so needless to say, everybody that's watching this has pirated something in their life. This is around the time I discovered piracy. Ah, okay, so I was like downloading and giving my computer AIDS with Bear Share the next day. Trying to find the smallest file I could find. (laughs) What is it? Are you guys, are we just not mentioning the fact that Eddie's driving in on his hoopty? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. (laughs) This is a gimmick. I know. I just forgot. I forgot how much I love this guy. You know, it was always weird to me because I was always offended by it because I was just like, oh, great. They're taking a stereotype of a Hispanic American. But it's like, no, Eddie loved this. I was like, okay. Okay, Jeff, here's the thing. This is around the same time they had three cruiserweights drive out on goddamn tractors. Yeah, I know. The Mexicans. Yeah. So at the time, in comparison. <laughs> comparison. Like, you know. Uh, here we know, go. This is an awkward one. Yeah. For yep. you, I guess. I guess it's not as awkward for me because I can compartmentalize. I yeah, guess. it's an awkward I one for a lot of people. Jeff. No, I understand that, and I understand having to having to. Well, you know, I have to admit he had murdered his 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 family, but man, I love to watch the guy work. But you I, know, I, I get that. I I did love to watch the guy work. The thing for me, Jeff, is I'm always wondering if I'm watching the one hit to the head. Yeah, yeah. you know that that, that one the straw that broke the camel's back. That's all. I well, it goes beyond that for that. me because, especially in doing the research for a guy we're going to talk about here in a bit. I heard so many like stories about how much of a terror he could. Yeah, the the, the Justin Roberts stories really affected me. Real, bad. real bad. Where, where I've got people who worked in WWE saying that he would terrorize people in the hotel, and they'd be begging them like, "Please don't open that door. Don't let Chris Benoit in." Stuff like that. Mm. But now we got Eddie and and Chris Benoit both in the ring and. You look at the physiques there, and you can tell this was a different time. Like, I mean, we're we're not going to beat around the bush. There are a copious amount of steroids, like, in the WWE at this point. This is before Eddie had passed away. It's before the Chris Benoit situation. And I, I can add a little more to that in, in a moment when the hey, third... Hey, Alex is in the crowd. There we go. 
<laughs> yeah, Alex might be in the match. What year was that, this? 2005. That's not, uh, that's, uh, that's not me. I can say I was that. That's not me with the sign. I was not in Fresno in 2005. Mm. So this I, early I, in the match is really the only time you can do this type of groundwork. Yeah. So they're they're getting it done. And these are the only two that can do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, 2005 WWE. Yeah. You, you mean you mean if Simon Dean and Rene Dupree were in the ring? They wouldn't be doing this? <laughs> Technical classic. What are you talking oh, okay. about? Well, we'll see him. I think we'll see him. <laughs> my, well, my, on a side my, note, Simon Dean has one of the most interesting, entertaining shoot interviews I've ever seen. Yeah. What is this, 90-second interviews this time? Or 90-second? So, uh, here's Daniel Pewter, who is <laughs> just – this is, this is going to get real bad real soon. But here's the thing to point out. When I mentioned the size of these guys, Daniel Pewter was – a pretty damn good heavyweight MMA fighter. That's as big as dudes, athletic dudes really get. And he's made to look tiny by these two guys. Now, this is Tough Enough winner Daniel Pewter, correct? Yes, he, he got this spot as part yeah. of the prize of Tough Enough. And he he looks like a Tito Ortiz ripoff. Uh, yeah. Commonplace <laughs> back then in MMA. He, he looks like Ziggler before he became Ziggler. Oh, he's cutting a promo. Yeah. They had to get the heat to justify the shit that they are about to do to him. Oh, please on, turn on subtitles. All I can think is, <laughs> spoil it for me. Holly's coming in next, right? Yes. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he over did. the, the Fightful.com podcast archives, I have a podcast with Shane Helms where he talks about being the guy that has to come in after all this. This is hazing. This has to be hazing. This is straight up hazing. That's what it is. Oh, wait, wait till you see the backdrop Daniel Peter takes. It's horrifying. Oh, that. Oh, you put him in with Benoit and Holly, and Guerrero's going to get oh, some. The, the chops. Oh, I, <laughs> my, my chest hurts almost 13 years later. <laughs> oh, you got to ah! pay your dues, kid. You got to pay your dues. Pewter went back to MMA and he did pretty good. He fought for like Strike Force and he was undefeated, but never like, never really capitalized off of anything. Even, now he's doing charity and stuff. Even Eddie winced at that job. Yeah. My, uh, oh, look, just look at the traps on Eddie. That's not, that's not yeah, a human. That's, that's, that's not, not real. No, that, those are like cow steroids. Like you can't build those. Like it's, watch this. This is so scary. Ah! That backdrop, he did not know to tuck his chin. And I think at the last second, somebody said, tuck your chin, dumbass. So which sign are we going to see first, Raja or Scoops on here? <laughs> oh, God. I, I was a TPWW.net guy myself. I think I was still on RSPW. <laughs> Hardcore Holly coming out of the ring. Oh, oh, oh. he's you got the couch. He's got the cow traps too. I only <laughs> survived two days in wrestling school, and I still feel bad for Pewter. <laughs> Did you see the sick burn that Holly had on Billy Gunn about steroids? Yeah, earlier this year, where Billy Gunn's like, "Damn, you lose weight," and he said, "Stop doing steroids." Unlike you. I found this whole season of Tough Enough uncomfortable. They had, like, some interesting people. Like, they ended up having a tag team champion and Nick Mitchell on there. Yeah. They had an American Gladiator and Justice Smith. There was The Miz. There was 
Daniel Rodimer, who the WWE thought a lot of, but then he just quit right before he debuted on the main roster? I, I would just like to mention that we're, uh, at this point, WWE, it's, speed up. it's, yeah, uh, hard, Hardcore Holly is uh, only 10 years removed from being Sparky Plug. <laughs> I always remember Spar- Thurman Sparky Plug. And couldn't be more affable and what a nice guy, you know, like yeah. to drive his race car. And here he's murdering a man with his bare hands. This is just mean. And also, Ryback, Ry- Ry- Boogeyman were on that tough enough season, and uh, they are just whipping this poor boy's and ass. And people are cheering. This is how much of sadists we've, we've become as, uh, <laughs> as wrestling fans by this point in 2005. They're loving this. Man, oh, yeah. Holly said that Pewter would, like, pop his mouth off backstage, and there was, like, a pecking order, and he didn't shake uh, everybody's hand. Okay. said all this stuff. Let's make excuses for. <laughs> I mean, let's I mean, be honest. The real thing is, a lot of people were dressed down backstage by the veterans, and it was a different yeah. place. Oh, not the. It's going to be a recurring theme in this match. <laughs> Rough. Oh. This poor guy. He's done. And then the guy that has to come up and clean up the mess. <laughs> they just they just <laughs> dump him as the next guy comes in, just to not give him a pop. Jeez. So, Helms <laughs> said that he was standing backstage by the monitor. Hardcore Holly just got thrown out. He saw these chops, and he's like, shit, I'm getting some of that, aren't I? <laughs> and he does. And, and, and he's going to oblige him. Oh, man. And then Ben Wong, oh, no, now I'm going to do it. God, now, we are three years removed from Helms pitching, having his most famous spot where he did the double choke slam to Triple H in Austin. He gets to yeah. go in and pitch stuff like this to Vince McMahon and <laughs> – Triple H and Austin, and now he's getting the shit lit up by. Uh, <laughs> I like yeah. them turning on each other. That was a nice yeah. move. And now Ben Foster's going to chop the crap out of Eddie. <laughs> he said that Eddie chopped him right in the lips. Oh, I bet. <laughs> in the lips. <laughs> and then he was. Oh, God. I can't think of anything worse than that in my head right now. I just love how Holly's entire job here was just to beat the crap out of Pewter, and then, up, oh, you're out of here. <laughs> Like, Shane was backstage trying to get a hold of Eddie throughout this show, or before the show, but Eddie was busy the whole time. It was like, later, later, later. So none of his elimination was really planned. He just saw that and Ugh. went with it. That's and not much, a, a much more home. ginger landing than the year before where he looked like he tore his ACL. Well. <laughs> Who do we got I, next? I just think those types of eliminations are insane to take. Oh, God. Kenzo Suzuki. Wow. Man, he's... This is a name I haven't thought of in years. Yeah, nobody has. I think at this point, from the people that I talked to leading up to this, they were pretty much hanging on to Kenzo because they saw something in his wife, Hiroko. Yeah. And that was it. And Hiroko, I I always liked Hiroko. She was fine. Either that or she was just the less shitty part of that act. Was Kenzo's original name Hirohito or was that someone else? Yeah, and then they changed it. Yeah, because that's just a little bit too much heat. Yeah. <laughs> I remember his wife. Yeah, she wore the geisha makeup and all that stuff. I, well, I they think... just, they just, did, and of course they did all the usual terrible skits with her, as I remember. Yes, they I did. Think that, you guys, what Hideo Itami needs to get over on 205 Live is a nice braided ponytail. I was thinking he needs the white suit from that Yakuza guy on The Simpsons. Yeah, that or, or, <laughs> Well, what was the guy's the guy who uh, 
who had like the characters written down his face. What was his? Oh, Hakushi. Hakushi. Yeah, he needs that. Just get his <laughs> as crazily stereotypical as possible. That, that's, yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. if you guys are trying to sync with us, we are at two o five thirty right now. God, I can't even remember a Kenzo Suzuki match. This SmackDown mid card was bad. Pretty forgettable. It was really bad. Wasn't he in Dupria team? Yay! Oh, hey, it's Edge. Looking a little bit more in shape than the year he won the Rumble. I listened to the <laughs> Richard podcast so. about Edge, man, and it brought back so many memories and stuff, like all the stuff he accomplished. He was actually one of my favorites as like a teenager. I just thought he was, oh, what a terrible dropkick to the <laughs> to the calf that was as I'm putting Edge over. Now this thing where they hold on to the, the ropes, does it ever work? Does anybody ever get eliminated that way? I don't know. It's one of those things where Big guys. Big guys do. Yeah, they yeah, they do. They sometimes do. Uh this is one of those it's one of those things where that there's there's all these conventions of how to eliminate somebody but it never actually <laughs> works you know the, the whole hold the bottom rope and kick him out i don't know if that ever works eventually they got to do it once just so it you know actually as a possibility like uh, right, like remind, a kenzo suzuki and renee dupree were a team and one of them had a poodle brought oh, to the ring one? probably the french one yeah, no, that's what I, I'm trying to recall. My, I'm trying to rec- see all these things are in the deep recesses of my mind and, yeah. and, and put away forever. By the way, uh, Benoit pushed Edge like eight tenths across the ring to Irish whip him <laughs> off the ropes. I'm like, why didn't you just go to the side you were on, you dope? <laughs> Rey Mysterio! Yay! Now, okay, Ray would win the Royal Rumble the next year, and <laughs> Cord Bauer told me that it was part of Vince McMahon, you know, capital, ca- really capitalizing off the death of Eddie Guerrero, wanting right. the next Eddie Guerrero. And I was like, man, outside, like, it was stop and start when they had the Eddie Guerrero. Because yeah. at this point, they had kind of re- relegated him to teaming with, or teaming and feuding with Ray, which ended up being a lot of fun. But well, you remember the story. Until- you remember the story about about Vince wanting? I mean, basically killing Ray once he had the title just to prove, yeah. prove himself correct. I mean, and ever since then he's looked for the next Ray Mysterio. Yeah, it, it, so it's he, insane. He had the Eddie Guerrero. The Eddie Guerrero died. Then he wanted to make Ray Mysterio the next Eddie Guerrero. Oh, then he wanted to make Kalisto the next Ray Mysterio. Yeah, or Sin, Sin Cara, Sin Cara, and then Kalisto. Yeah. Maybe I like how Puma. I like how you guys are over there having a conversation about you know Latino stars and how I'm just watching go oh to the world backbreaker oh I'm doing a Tom Phillips over yeah here. you sound like Tom Phillips <laughs> see you all have better, better memories of of Ray WWE than I do because I didn't like him once he came to the WWE I thought he became too patterned and wasn't having the great matches he was having in like ECW and WCW but that's old school because I hated I the six one nine. In O two, he was good. I liked him in O yeah. two. I give those Tilt a World Backbreakers a seven on the Alicia Fox scale. Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, man, God, I love this guy. I love watching him. He's decent now, but my God, he was so good then. And I thought he got a raw deal. Like I think if this Shelton Benjamin were around today, he would stand a much better chance. 
for a lot of reasons. Like, yeah. You know, a lot he of just, people said he didn't have yeah. the mic ability and all that stuff, but every single time he was in the ring with a top guy, he had amazing matches. He never got his due for killing himself in those Money in the Bank matches. Yeah. You know they'll put him in another ladder match. This oh, yeah. Run. They got yeah. it. And it, it's going to be can sad. You do that, can you do that ladder running spot you did 12 years ago when you were a younger man? <laughs> Well, the sad thing is I don't think he can live up to it. It's going to be real hard to live up to that being his age, but I thought he was a can't-miss type of guy. Like, I mean, really, he had, like, that TV program with The Undertaker where he would be Undertaker's television matches for, like, a solid month, Mm -hmm. and they were awesome. They were just really good. Oh, man. See, I was hoping once Brock cooled down a little... They 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 reformed the Minnesota stretching crew. I always wanted to see them as a team in in the main roster. Their dark matches oh. were fun to watch because oh, yeah. you would see Shelton do a four fifty and Brock do a uh, shooting star press. Booker T, they are emptying the cupboard early. <laughs> Is this before or after King Booker or during? Before two years before. This is yes, Booker T. Yes, yes. I think he is uh, about. This is following the year he couldn't even get on WrestleMania, I oh, think. Oh, that's right. I always liked Booker. always liked Harlem Heat. Loved him yeah. as a singles in WCW. Loved Me him. Me too. I'm a yeah, fan of Stevie the- Ray's podcast that he does here and there. Like, uh, I don't know if he's been doing it lately, but there was some good good stuff on that show. The best of seven versus he who makes us uncomfortable on WCW was quite good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. No, Eric Bischoff the- with a beard. By the way, I'm monitoring my Twitter. Paige was injured during her match in Uniondale tonight. Oh, uh, oh man. Damn. That's not that's not good. Why is Bischoff out here? Yeah, I'm 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 so not up on the storylines on either show on this point, so I have no idea I mean, what he's SmackDown GM at this point, so I think uh, he's just Or no, Teddy's SmackDown GM, isn't he? Because uh, he was just on earlier. In, in my mind, in my mind, Teddy uh, is SmackDown GM from like 2000 to 2012, but I know that's not correct. Oh, See, was like, Teddy, Teddy was GM for like 10 years on and off. Yeah. Let me holler at you, player. Um, I always liked Bischoff as an on-screen character, except during the NWO. Jericho! <laughs> Ooh, he's got that in-between hair going on. That's not like, good. Looking at this in retrospect, I'm like, damn, this is loaded. Oh, it's it's about to get real bad. In between, yeah, and also in between being uh, a little juice to the gills. Lots of guys in this match. (laughs) But, I mean, that's why you have defenses today saying, they don't look like a wrestler. Yeah, that's just dumb. And I'm like, yeah, they don't look like they're, they're... but they work better. How about that? <laughs> Man. Oh, jeez. By the way, guys, uh, we will have an article up on the page injury pretty soon. Brian Rose, our associate editor, is on it. I did see the injury. That is a bummer. I wondered how fragile Paige would be upon returning, because that is not an easy thing to just... Here's Teddy. ...to just come out uh, of... Come out from, like, like Paige did, just cold wrestling 15-minute matches on Raw. So right now in the ring, you have Eddie, Jericho, Shelton, Edge, Booker, Ray, Benoit. Damn, that's some talent. That's, that's loaded. 
Yeah. I mean, but one of those things, if I was watching this live, I would say one of these guys is winning. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that, I would say that's a very good chance one of these guys is winning. You, you take one of these guys <laughs> or the entire. It's, oh, no. It's oh, the no. medium sized dog. <laughs> it is the cousin of Roman. It is Luther Reigns. Oh. Luther wow. does not reign. I mean, oh. when people are like, oh, Roman Reigns is a terrible worker, I'm like, man, we could have had Luther Reigns. I'm taking <laughs> Roman all day. Were you all ever privy to watching old WCW when Teddy Long was the Black Godfather? When who? Teddy Long was doing the Black Godfather gimmick oh. when he was a when he was a manager. I thought you were <laughs> going to talk about uh, Luther Reigns' horseshoe. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, brand loyalty. It's the one day a year when SmackDown <laughs> and Raw go face-to-face. Except for every other day and every other <laughs> event. Yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. No one cares about this. They just want to see fights. There we go. When I was asking about this concept, I was told that Vince McMahon sees nothing more important than brand loyalty. Like that should be their primary, like their their primary point of motivation. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's stupid. That's really dumb. Uh, you would be completely right. <laughs> it's yeah, incredibly that's, that's, stupid. That's stupid. Maybe if you could negotiate <laughs> between shows, and one will pay you more. Yeah, I mean, although if if wait if brand loyalty is the most important thing. Their guy, John Cena, has zero of it. Underrated like gimmick, underrated talent. Jinder Mahal, he ain't. I think he's better somebody than Somebody asked me, they, they tried to compare this to the Jinder Mahal gimmick, and I was like, God, they wish it was this over. If it was this over, it was a lot more WWE champion. Yeah, it was a lot more nuanced than the Jinder gimmick. Get out of here. Yeah, the, I look back at some of Muhammad Hassan's promos, and I'm like, he's not lying. They legit did a 180 on it because it was too subtle. Because he was he was basically being a heel, saying you guys are racist, and then he just goes full on racist. Yeah, it was great. so <laughs> he's gonna get tossed out pretty quickly. So I'll yeah. tell a story that I was told about what either I think is a masterfully crafted rib by Kurt Angle, or he just didn't know any better. And the people I talked to said that they really thought Kurt didn't know any better. Kurt saw Muhammad Hassan using the camel clutch as a finish and was like, hey, man, Eddie's using those that in the middle of his matches. You should probably go and protect your finish and tell him to stop. Eddie, with a notorious temper, mind you, Muhammad goes to Eddie Guerrero and says, hey, man, I really think you need to stop using this finish. And Eddie says to him, my dad invented the move. Mm. <laughs> so either Eddie- in- <laughs> Either Kurt Angle, like, set a great rib, or uh, he just really didn't know any better. Because I heard that from a lot of people, that, ev- that Kurt Angle, like, thinks everybody's on the same playing field as him. Olympic gold medalist. If there's anything Vince loves more than brand loyalty, it's jingoistic displays of patriotism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This might be how Jinder is eliminated at the Rumble. Oh, yeah. You know what? And- I could see that. Him and and the and the Singh brothers at the yeah. same time. Oh, Orlando Jordan, who got the Ultimate Warriors last match. <laughs> Spain, it was terrible. So uh, in the weeks after 
the uh, the the Eddie Guerrero situation. Muhammad Hassan tried to make good with the roster and buy them all rounds at a Tokyo like airport bar where shit is expensive. Mm-hmm. So he picked up the tab, and people were getting drinks and pouring them out to rack up the tab. Jeez. Yeah. Because he seems like a nice enough guy. Just... He's an incredibly nice guy. And a lot of the people I talked to, including Davari, said that if he would have came along five years later, he would have been a giant star because that locker room was so different. Do and uh, I was told he was, he was penciled in with a for a run with the title. Like, Muhammad Hassan was told that. Wow. Mm. A lot of guys are told that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but a lot of guys don't work in uh, big programs with the no, Undertaker. That's true. And... No, that's true. It's true. I mean, I, I could see it being real, but I could also just see it being, hey, you know. Oh, sure, sure. But it's it's really hard, like, what they were trying to do. They were trying to get him to come back as something else, and he's like, how can how can I do that? Well, the, 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 yeah, and the British thing happening the day of that angle is it was just the worst thing possible. I mean, you can't help something like that. And, and then when he takes the fall for it, that's just garbage. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. And even today, like Hassan, Davari's younger than Braun Strowman. And Hassan is like maybe a year or two older than him. Now, Davari and oh. Anderson have a school in yeah, they do. What, Minnesota. Johnny, you know he ain't making it to the ring. He never makes it to the ring for Royal Rumble matches. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a soft spot for, for Scotty Tuhati. I was yeah. I, I, I was marked out for Too Cool and Rikishi so hard back in the day. There it is. <laughs> he, he, is a, he is a source of great contention for me because – in my in my youth, when I was a huge Dean Malenko's the best worker on the roster type of guy, yeah, and they'd always be put, and they'd be putting Scotty Tuhati over him. I'm like that that, that clown crap, but I, I've come to really respect Scotty Tuhati quite a bit as both a man and a performer. Just listening How does to his Scotty, interviews, this guy is like 45 now, and he looks younger than he did in 1994. Scotty Tuhati does the NXT match he had, they had against the Ascension was it, I think it was the Ascension wasn't yes. uh, wasn't too bad to be honest with you I mean he wasn't too bad Brian Christopher you know had gained a bit of weight since then but yeah. he was he was in shape still so that was that weird time period where they couldn't they didn't have anybody in the tag division at NXT to go up against Ascension they were like bringing it oh uh, well how about too cool they can get mm. a title shot at the, at the takeover match <laughs> now it's like they have too much. Talent. My God. Oh, yeah. Scotty Tuhati is in an article I'm reposting the Redemption Rumble, where people who were eliminated from the Royal Rumble without being eliminated. <laughs> Axelmania <laughs> running wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Charlie Haas. Oh, Charlie. Man, I can hear the fart noises through my muted TV. Hi, man. <laughs> Loved me some world's greatest tag team, though. God, he didn't get any shine. They usually tell people to shine the guy coming in and make him look good. They did not tell them to do that with Charlie Hawk. Nothing. Like, he didn't even get a little two-second face-off where he, like, with Shelton, where he turns and looks at the crowd, and the crowd acknowledges, yeah, we remember that shit. (laughs) Oh, Rumble Rooney! Yay, Rumble Rooney! 
Of course, I can never watch Charlie House without thinking about his brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, Booker's gone. Rumble Rooney right to the to the elimination. That's, that's tell me uh, he just gotta hurt. Did not just do that, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Guys on the YouTube chat, subscribe, leave us a thumbs up. <laughs> Love that, Chilton. Yeah, Chilton is so talented. Jesus. Just throwing dudes. Really thought, think they missed something with him. Like, I love this the segment with Shelton. The Are you ready for some wrestling segment with Trish Stratus and Vince McMahon? Hmm. Oh, well, that one, well, as good as that one, the, the, the stuff with Thea Vidal as his mother. I liked it. Did you? I, I mean, okay, I think I liked it at the time because they were doing something with him. I was just glad Thea could get a job. <laughs> she was, she had a failed sitcom in the mid-90s. I remember that. It lasted like one episode. Oh, Renee Dupree. <laughs> this is back when I was still writing television, so I remember all these people. <laughs> Put the dog in, it'll work better. <laughs> so Renee oh. Dupree came in really early. He was like 19. Yeah. He's still and, around, isn't he? Yeah, he's still around. He's all tatted up, still jacked. He's 34 years old. Just turned 34, actually. So he's still a pretty young, young dude. Give him another run. He's been outspoken. I wouldn't do that. Uh, he's been <laughs> outspoken about WWE's backstage situation. And he wasn't like a guy who hadn't paid his dues. He came up in wrestling. It's a makeshift reunion of the world's greatest tag team. They did it. I'll throw him out. Oh. <laughs> See, that love, right love throwing that spin kick there is a little odd. Like, the unwritten rule of Battle Royals is like, try to not bump until they're, oh, later, Shelton. That was magnificent. That was, was great. I love that double team move, though. Like, the Midnight Express did that, and then Bad Company, Tanaka and Diamond did that, and then the World's Greatest Tag Team did that with their athleticism. It's always kind of impressive. He should have went the extra mile and, like, jumped over Renee and, like, did the old Randy Savage snap over the top rope with the head. Because <laughs> yeah. Shelton could have done it, I think. Shelton's best memory, though, is the super kick, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was amazing. Simon Dean. <laughs> Noted Donald oh. Trump supporter. All I see on my Facebook is Mike Bucci just trolling people. He hates the Philadelphia Eagles. I've learned that as well. Um, like I said, he has one of the more entertaining shoot interviews I've ever seen to the point to where I pitched the idea of him doing a weekly show with me. Like, I don't know how much of what he said was legit, but I could tell that he meant every damn word that he said. So I was like, hey, I can get him to pop off a little bit maybe, but... Look, Nova is the innovator of offense, and I will not hear anyone. And Mike Bucci is the innovator of offense. Yeah. Now, here's the thing in my Fightful Books at Royal Rumble changes that I mentioned. The hanging out and partying outside the ring. To me, if a guy comes in after you and you haven't gotten in the ring yet, you're done. You're eliminated. <laughs> Edge with the... Oh, that was great. 
Yeah, Simon D needed the uh, segue here to just ride around the ring to troll people. That would have yes. been great. <laughs> now, for him, it works. But like, like I said, like for anybody else who just – like one year, Nunzio went outside and he sat outside the ring. To the me, Miz, the, next, yeah. the next entrant comes out and you're not in, then you're eliminated. Well, that, that's how it, the rules are supposedly. Like you have to get in before the, the next guy comes in. But I just don't like the logic of, say – the Miz hiding around here and all the guys just fighting in the ring as opposed to looking around going, where's yeah. the Miz at? They all get out of the ring and then throw him in there so they can then eliminate him. Yeah. Ooh, Shawn Michaels and Edge. The Save Mart Center is coming unglued. Shawn <laughs> <sighs> burying people on the way out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. On the way out, it's five years. Well, no, 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 no. I meant Simon Dean, just, you know, whatever. <sighs> Who's that dead waiting on the ropes? <laughs> is that Dupree? I think yeah. it is. No, he's about to go. That's, no, it's Charlie Haas over there. No, Haas is fighting, yeah. Haas is fighting Sean. He's. Can't imagine that ends up too well for him. Yeah, remember when guys looked different? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm really glad that Rene Dupree and Charlie Haas wore different gear. Yeah. Or else I would not be able to tell them apart right now. Let's just throw Rob Conway in here while we're at it. So I can't uh, tell anybody. Just else. look at me. <laughs> Ain't I a sight to see? Maybe shot state my NWA article. article. He didn't respond. Charlie Haas. Enjoy the peanut butter. I was a little bummed. I wanted to talk to Rob Conway for the NWA feature, but didn't hear back from him. Kurt Angle. Kurt. He's, he came out with the straps down already. Ooh, you know he's he, curious. He took those down in gorilla. He knew. <laughs> Going right into the suplexes, he said. Like on the secrets revealed pro wrestling thing, that terrible thing. Like that would be one of them. 
if Kurt Angle comes out with the straps down, people are getting fucked up. <laughs> Drank it's a gallon of rock star and had some of had some ephedrine. That's what. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was on his stacker twos. Yeah. Oh, and Angle is gone. No! But this helped facilitate a great WrestleMania match. Yes, it mm-hmm. did. Also, to plug my fightful books at Royal Rumble changes, I don't think once you've been eliminated, you should be able to eliminate people. That's the yeah. dumbest thing. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to eliminate people unless you are in the match actively. So none of that Kane eliminating CM Punk shit at yeah. 14. Back in the day, guys, they used to do it like that. Like Vader got eliminated, and he came back in and tossed everybody out. And they were like, nah, you guys are still good. Especially you, Sean. <laughs> but we're short on time this year, so you're out. <laughs> mm-hmm. How long are these intervals? It feels like they're not very long. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the... Is it 90 seconds or two minutes? or? It, it's not two. It's, it's oh, 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 no. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, no. I think he ends up. You think Coach ends up working uh, for WWE again? Well, uh, uh, I'm sure he he he'd want to, and I don't understand why they wouldn't want him. He's he's just as sycophantic as he ever was. That's true. I would always, man, like he always got a lot of heat from like Twitter. Just he would say like the smallest thing, like, "Man, yeah, uh, a quarterback's release point is off a little bit," and people would be like. Go back to wrestling, asshole. And I'm like, to be fair, he has had <laughs> pillow fights in front of more people than these quarterbacks have ever played in yeah. front of. Yeah. Like, like it, he's, it's just so weird because he goes to ESPN to be a legitimate sports broadcaster. They always put him on the wrestling beat. <laughs> Which, I mean, he encouraged them to. I mean, he pitched a lot of the, re- the, the WWE wrestling tie-in, from what I understood. But, um... It's just, man, he, he got fired with the layoffs, and I think yeah. Rob McCarron was the only one that brought it up. Yeah, well, yeah, Rob's like, hey, when are they going to actually announce his firing? Because it was like a, a, a stealth firing almost. Yeah, he left his handle as the coach ESPN. I think it's a little funny that, like, that Benoit gets to put the boots to him and coaches <laughs> it out cold. <laughs> the original Batista. Oh, what's his name in Lucha Libre? Marco Corleone. Marco Corleone. Yeah. Angle just illegally dumps out Sean. Jindrak and O'Hare. Jindrak and O'Hare is one of my favorite tag teams. I loved. I loved Jindrak and O'Hare. That never got their due. That I mean, they were fantastic. Jindrak. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people do. Uh, was slated for Batista's spot in Evolution yeah. to the point to where they filmed vignettes for it. Wow. Was he? I thought they both were oh. in at one point. Maybe I'm wrong on that. The vignettes were only filmed with, with Jindrak in it. Okay. Because they've been released. But he went to Mexico and he's made a good career of uh, himself. Where? He's like well, a soap opera star. He's, in, he's uh, done some work as Marco Corleone. Just a really, really, another guy. Like, I think if they had him today, they would figure out a way to make him work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, all four of those guys in the natural born thrillers, I mean, they were jacked to the gills and they could all do athletic stuff that guys their size 
had no right mm-hmm. doing. I mean, doing, you know. Well, there were more than four. Which four are you talking about? Well, there's four, and then there's the, uh, well, there's the Ginger Echo Hair, Palumbo, and uh, Stasiak, and then you had uh, above-average Mike Sanders, who was yeah, highly underrated on the mic. Sucked. Man, Stasiak. Oh, no. He was <laughs> a stiff. They, but they also had they had Reno and Johnny the Bull in there, too. That was uh, that was when they expanded the group to be the. They had another name for it. I thought the natural born throws were those four, though. No, I think they they all were. Did did anybody use the roll of the dice before Reno? Was he the first one that brought them to the crossroads? Ah, um, oh, big viscera. So, <laughs> after my days at tpww.net as a reader. There was okay, the Raja.com forums yeah. were on a sports only board, easily hacked, easily spammed. And after they moved away from those, the people that would visit them kept it and they renamed it the Viscera World Order. <laughs> and I was a faithful member of the Viscera World Order in my like as a 13, 12 year old. God, I just, I, I'm still getting over the fact that they let Mabel win King of the Ring. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, like, if Mabel had been this character, I'd be like, okay, fine. But Mabel was just a giant dude in a purple dress. You know what I mean? Like, there was no, there was nothing else about Mabel. But this, this guy at least was, had an interesting look. <laughs> and then they, they hypersexualized him, too. Cause they, yeah, that was too much. Oh, yeah. I did an interview with EC3 one time, and he talked about how he had a dark match. And it was against, it was in a tag match with Viscera in his humping days. Oh. And EC3 said his, his partner got humped. Humped real good. I like me some EC3. It's Minnie oh. the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Paul gets it, man. I can't wait to see it live. A guy I used to I've coach improv it. with, that. this is his best friend from high school, so I <laughs> always have Yeah. Well, Dupree's getting beat up right now. At this point, I was told he lost a lot of confidence in himself. He came in to WWE. He was 19, a tag champion. and Uh-oh, he's going to do the dance. <laughs> you later. Make sure- oh, his ass is hanging out. Look at that pop. Dupree's ass cheek hanging out. Man. Hardcore Holly beat his ass real proper for uh, getting a ticket in his rental car and not letting anybody know about it. Mm. Also, Gendrak's still in there. Uh, Court Bauer told me that Johnny Ace was a big fan of Mark Gendrak. I bet. And I'm sure he, sh- he should be because he would have gotten a lot of the credit for that because that was the WCW he, hire. He looks like Johnny Ace back in the day, except without a mullet. Who's this guy? Oh, no. Oh, no. John the Doctor Cena. of Thugonomics. Yeah. I liked I liked the spinning US title. <laughs> I liked it. Because I think that the US Ruck title they have Can it, you imagine this John Cena wearing a Ruck Fool shirt? Still wearing the, shorts. What did say? I love it. I think you should I think for Halloween next year he should be the Doctor of Thug- Thugonomics. He is so dangerous right now. He is clotheslining people with his fist. Yeah. And Viscera's like, man, don't you know who I am? I sat on Diesel, and I almost killed him. 
the way Diesel tells the story is they were going to fire him, and he was like, no. But how are they going to get Viscera over the top rope? Feats of strength, John Cena. Do you think we get that with Nia Jax this year? How yes. in the world? Yes. I don't know. Yes. I, think, I think Nia takes out Tamina, so I don't think. Well, Tamina will be the one she takes out, and then the rest of them will gang up on her. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen Snitsky lately? Oh no! Oh my God, he is a freak of nature. He is. Uh, I don't think there's anything natural about it, but he's a freak. You just know he is punting babies somewhere. (laughs) He's got the Diamond Dallas Page Memorial uh, rib tape. I just find him and Mike Knox interchangeable. He's a little taller than Mike Knox. Triple H was a big fan of Mike Knox. Oh, good Lord. We're, I, I know Paul London is currently in Lucha Underground, but I'm pretty sure he also died this night in 2005. Yes, he, he is currently on this broadcast about to die. Is Coachman hiding? Is that what's yeah. happening? Oh, yeah. That, that, okay. that should be an elimination, too. You uh, spend a certain amount of time outside the ring, elimination. Here we go. Here, here, here's, here's this thing. Here's the thing that's going to happen. Oh, God. The way London tells it, they didn't know that he was going to do it like that. And he said that they replayed it, but they didn't really want to replay it, which I I find hard to believe since it happened so quickly. But he says that Michael Hayes backstage said it was good, but it was too good. And they took him off yeah. TV for several months. I mean, it's still the Takamichinoko <laughs> elimination is still the yeah face first in the 2000 Rumble. Guys, also I will release my Retro Rumble live tweets that I did last year. I'm going to update it with 2017. Those will be out over the next few weeks. Kane, I figured out how to bring back Jonathan Coachman. I want him to be the manager of Lars Sullivan. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Can I you imagine watch, I that? I watched the large Roddy match last week. Was it any good? It was very good. I don't need to watch it. So, Kane, the current record holder for eliminations, wasn't yeah. in last year's Rumble. They don't have him in this year's Rumble. Do you think they're actively trying to slow him down on that regard? Oh, like, I not like cute or anything, but. Oh, no, they're going to give it to uh, Braun. Eventually. Reigns or Braun, because they're both yeah. Reigns and Braun have a pretty good pace right now. What are the odds Kane gets the title at Rumble? None. Just uh, for like a month, maybe or two. Uh, a month or two. I, uh, maybe, man, that choke slam on Ray maybe. was phenomenal. But I, I feel like, like, who are they? Who are they going to have him pin? Like, you've got to protect both Braun and Brock. Eh. Maybe Braun and Brock pin each other. <laughs> the process of elimination. That's that's how Shane McMahon would handle that. Yes. I guess Kane's the champ now. Bring back the Undertaker. Have him fight for the title at Mania. <laughs> Keep in mind, Sinsky had uh, Doug Fluted Kane's kid <laughs> before this. Oh my God! Did you see Sinsky switch the grip on that pump handle slam? He went from <laughs> pump handle to straight. Dick and balls grab. And they cut away. Well, as they should. It's Batista. Now, my favorite Batista moment ever 
is when he got slammed through a table by Lashley and Finley, and King Booker stood over him repeatedly screaming, Batista is down! Batista is down! Like Mine still... Mine's still kissing babies and hugging fat girls. I, that's the ah. best promo. My favorite Batista moment is nothing goes over my head, I would catch it. Because <laughs> I, I still I still imagine Batista the wrestler as as saying that, not not Drax's character. I just love him so much in those movies. Guys, if you all don't mind, share this link on social media. Let people know about it. Maybe she maybe turn Batista away. That was dumb. Need, need Batista in the pink polo shirt, sunglasses, and not yeah. giving a damn about anybody. <laughs> also, I appreciate Batista's elimination of Snitsky because Snitsky wasn't going over the top rope, and he said, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are. Uh, sorry, Gravity, <laughs> you're going over the top rope. Also, Jericho is <laughs> now out because of Batista. I just watch that, that, Go ahead, sorry. The whole baby face turn was just so beautifully crafted. And, of course, yeah. Vince McMahon, if you listen to Triple H and Batista, he wanted to pull the trigger way sooner, like months before this. And both Batista and Triple H were like, no, you're not going to. We're doing this the way that we want to do it. Are you telling me Vince McMahon has bad instincts? Like, you take a guy that looks like Batista after months of being a guy like Leviathan and saying, yes, we'll make him a deacon. <laughs> <laughs> Christian with Tyson Tomko. Love, I love this Tomko. Oh, this incarnation of Christian. Love it. So Tomko, last give year, me a beat. No. <laughs> off the heels of the success of the, the Hassan feature I was doing, I instead of the Brawl for All, I wanted to do one on Tyson Tomko and how he had kind of turned his life around after that really that rough like arrest that he had where he was caught with a bunch of drugs in a bathroom. Yeah. He's he, he got off social media since then, though. But I know that he cleaned his life up. Had owned he owned a, like a really successful gym. But if anybody can put me in touch with Tyson Tomko, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Kane eliminated by John Cena and Ray. Also, I was planning on doing a long format to release right about now about Spike TV. Just in general, and especially their connection to wrestling, I was going to talk to, talk to uh, Stan Shakes Fletcher of Slamball fame. <laughs> Slam Had the interview ball. lined up, I was stoked. One of the kids from I uh, forgot all about Slamball. No, no, one of the kids from Flair, uh, number thirty. Hoop Dreams played in Slamball. This has flown by. Now, yeah, earlier have... in the night, God, Flair originally terrible. drew Eddie Guerrero's number. And Eddie yeah. stole Flair's number because you can't uh, out you can't one up the dirtiest player in the game. But yeah, if I had done that spike feature, there are people I'd have to have talked to. Like I would have wanted to talk to Billy West because of the Ren and Stimpy thing, and mm -hmm. like Pamela Anderson because of the Stripperella deal. People from MXC, like that's one that's going to take me probably years to work on. This era, Flair, I just want to leave the memories alone. Mm -hmm. Don't change a thing. Although, Christian, man, this is when he was getting mouth, right before he was getting mouthy with Cena, which was his best run. It was the hottest thing, and then he took all that momentum to TNA and he had a good run there. 
Yeah, it's uh, a shame that they didn't see anything in him. Well, they put it, they made him NWA champion. Well, no, 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 not TNA. I meant uh, WWE. Yeah, that is a shame because, man, I I missed the put dude. A dot over his face. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I wish I wish he could get cleared for one more match. Pun intended. Yeah, and he gets his Intercontinental Title match that he earned the, during the last match of his career. Oh, I and didn't feel the same. Christian and Styles again. God, man. <sighs> there goes Benoit. Good riddance, turd. <laughs> Flair. <laughs> Rick Flair is Flair. a joy. Flair. Oh. <laughs> Dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> God, it's so Flair. This is such a Flair spot. It's great. Edge, Spears, Flair, they would have a fun feud. And there he goes. So I was listening to the Pritchard podcast. Do you remember the the Edge Road Rage skit where he made fun of Ric Flair? Yeah. The guy was Robbie E. (laughs) Huh. Huh. Final four, Batista, Edge, Rey Mysterio, John Cena, all of which would eventually win Royal Rumbles. Ric Flair had two. So one thing they it seemed like they were getting away from for a while was repeat Royal Rumble winners. That hasn't been yeah. the case lately. Nope. I still think they need to get rid of the main events WrestleMania gimmick out of the Rumble. I think. Well, I think. Hey, you... how about this on the Fightful Books It podcast? That's up at fightfulpods.com. Yes. I said they should just change it to whatever match you want at WrestleMania. And I'm fine with that too. I just I think it takes a lot of the the ability to have mystery involved if it's if it's for the main event because then only like three guys can win. Yep, I agree. It should be whatever match you want at WrestleMania, and uh, I, I think that would be cool. It'd be special because like you know, maybe Braun wins and everybody's like, oh, championship time. He's like, no, I just want to beat the shit out of Roman. <laughs> Just like that, all last that, year. That would get the greatest pop in the history of pops. If that was, if that's what he said. One of the best pops of last year was Jericho and Kevin Owens simultaneously blaming Roman Reigns for all their problems. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Both Edge and Mysterio out. It is Batista. It is Cena. And as I was watching this, I really didn't know who was going to win it. This is, in my opinion how the Royal Rumble should be. These Can we two, point to the sign? <laughs> these two really hot, young... God, I sound like a perv. These two hot, young stars. Stallions. But they, they, were on the, they were on the rise. They hadn't been there a million times. And I looked, and I didn't know which one was going to win, and apparently they didn't either, the way it all ended up. Just watched Batista's last run recently, the Blue Tista. Blue Tista. <laughs> Batista said this was hectic and it was one of the more nervous experiences of his life. Now, backstage, yeah. like Michael Hayes is uh, probably in the beginning stages of starting to run the Rumble. Pat Patterson did for years. I know Dean Malenko helps out a lot now, but. I think Brian James does a lot too. 
Yeah, well, I'd say nowadays. And they're generally now. given an order like they know who the two guys that are eliminated before them are. At this point, they're just trying to think of a finish. And look at this. You couldn't have scripted it. Oh. perfect. <laughs> you couldn't have scripted it. And the thing is, they didn't. Right. Wow. Batista was supposed to hit after John Cena. But they knew they messed up. And backstage, Vince McMahon is freaking out right now, as you'll see. Mm-hmm. Not happy. Vince McMahon's been there, probably working the clocks throughout this, because sometimes they do shoot clocks, sometimes they do work clocks. He sees this all unfold, and this was not what was planned. And as I was watching it, I thought it was. Yeah, of course. They, I would. I would. I mean, they did this with what, like Luger and Bret Hart, uh, Rock and, and Big yeah. Show, I think. Sort of Rock and Big Show. They they did it last year with Harper and oh, AJ Styles God, on SmackDown. Right. They did. They did. Although that didn't actually work out so well. <laughs> no surprises in this rumble either, which you know didn't become a thing until later mm-hmm. on. Right. <laughs> when, at this at this point, here comes Vince. Oh, oh man, get a quad when you come down here, Vince. Come on. Oh, he does. He, he does. There it is. He's got to sit in the ring. And uh, so a lot of people didn't actually see Vince get hurt. A lot of people are running to Gorilla at this point, and they see Vince sitting in the ring, and the tone backstage changes, according to Shane Helms. Vince McMahon wasn't on TV for several weeks, which was his first time like not being at Raw in years. He wasn't always at SmackDown, but... He wasn't at Raw for a long time. By Mania, he was because he's a psycho. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Throws out. (laughs) I love this. This is this is Hulk Hogan booking. Yeah. Oh man, that's the way you make Hulk Hogan a babyface: is have him be a snotty little bitch and eliminate people that that when when they're not ready. (laughs) <laughs> they're just doing spots on the fly now trying to trying to kill time while vince <laughs> recovers i will say for them doing it on the fly they did pretty good yeah yeah i don't think they could have played it off any better outside of vince taking a seat in the ring yeah Going to my first Rumble this year. I'm very excited. Ooh. Went to my first one last year. Uh, the floor seats prevented me from seeing a lot of stuff, but I, I will go again, but I had a great time. And Cena is out. Dave Batista is your 2005 Royal Rumble winner. Like I said, no surprises. There were some years that I was told that Vince is like, God damn it, pal, it's about our stars. Yeah. And to be fair, I think a year like this, Probably fine to not have any uh, surprises. They had a about- pretty stacked roster. Yeah, like I mean, it was pretty pretty loaded. And I mean, even then, the young guys that were in there, like the Muhammad Hassan, he had a lot of heat. And you don't need uh, surprises obviously- if you have a good story for everybody in the Rumble. I mean, that's, that's a very good point. You had some, uh- some good young up and comers, but you had some guys that you just knew were just the dirt worst. Yeah. Like the CM Punk Nexus year was underrated in terms of a story, I thought. What the, the year that he was he cut the promo in the ring? Yeah. I really liked that. 
quite a bit. This upcoming Rumble, they the, the roster is so deep. I don't want to see anybody get trotted out there for a nostalgia pop. I want I want people who deserve to be there who've been there all year. Well, I don't you know, think like, they, they did last year either. They just had Ty Dillinger. No, I think you yeah. yeah. Well, that, they that, they wanted that for the 10. They wanted that just for the 10. And it worked. Sure, and he would he would be up on the main roster before long anyway. So to me, I feel like that that doesn't count. I really thought they could have got a little more of a pop out of Ty Dillinger if instead of at 10, they made people wait and then they did it at 11. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our Royal Rumble 2005 match commentary. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, share it, social media, all that stuff. Give us feedback. What do you want to hear more of? I did talk to a lot of people that uh, were in that had things to do with this match leading up to it. But uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what kind of stuff that you want to see. If you want to see more of these, if you want to see any more special features at Fightful.com. Of course, we have tons of Royal Rumble content coming up. I'll plug that Fightful Books It Royal Rumble Changes podcast again. Uh, we got so many podcasts. There's no way you have caught all of them, guys. There's just so many over there that we unleash. I've got a kick-ass UFC 219 preview. But, I mean, this one's going to stand the test of time. I know people will be watching this one this this type of content doesn't really age that much which is why i try to talk about as few current things as possible obviously Paige getting injured right in the middle of this yeah throws a wrench into that but not a plan for that i want to encourage everybody check out the fightful wrestling weekly it drops uh thursday or friday it always has a lot of exclusives behind the scenes stuff that you won't find anywhere else online Uh, tomorrow it drops tomorrow being thursday uh Alex, what do you what are your your takeaways from the Royal Rumble match, two thousand five? Uh, I think the biggest one uh, was Cena and and just seeing him uh, still incredibly young uh, and just how how much he did between those intervening dozen years between now, uh, where you know I likened him to a deadbeat dad on Christmas night, uh, who who shows up every five months and gives gives him a can of shirt in in the in the uh, in the in the ring in in the, in the audience and says, "Thanks for kid. I'll, I'll see you later." And he shows up three months later. Um, but he's he's it's a huge thing, and to watch him so young almost beat uh, Batista that was a pretty cool thing. Jeff, as I mentioned at the end of the show, I just thought that having the one guy on each brand that you knew was like the next big star on that brand. Just a phenomenal way to end that Royal Rumble. Uh, what what are some of your favorite moments, least favorite moments out of that Rumble? Well, there's definitely a chasm between who's a star and who isn't in this Rumble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially, and and look, it goes to today. That mid card on SmackDown was nothing. It was this terrible. Whole thing. Uh, the pewter stuff still stands out to me as uh, obsessed, over the top cruelty. I- imagine, imagine if he decided okay, I'm going to take this a different direction. I don't think people understand that. He was letting them do this. Mm-hmm. Daniel Pewter was a pretty damn good heavyweight MMA fighter. Like, mm. if he took it upon himself to take Chris Benoit down, I don't think there was anything Chris Benoit, even at his roided max, could have done about it. Like, it's just, despite his his catch wrestling background and all that, like, it could have got real ugly, and the situation itself was really ugly. Yeah, and 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 the physiques on some of these guys, um, I, I, I think I, I think we have a safer, traps. yeah, we have a safer business today in many respects. 
But of course, the same things that get you over then get you over today. And a lot of it has to do with size. But uh, overall, an enjoyable rumble. I like seeing guys who are young and then guys who, uh, who, st- who are still trying to figure out a way to break out who did. You know, guys like a Christian, even a Jericho in some respects, even though, you know, he was at an apex at this point. It, it, it's fun to w- rewatch these things. Yeah, we look at this and we see Jericho, and he was just a few months from leaving. Mm-hmm. He's gone soon. Like, a lot of these guys were just gone soon after this. The the aforementioned Muhammad Hassan. Dupree wasn't around a whole lot longer, was he? Or did he hang around a few years? I feel like he did hang around and went. went. But he's so unmemorable that we have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Pewter was gone. Kenzo was gone. Uh, Luther Reigns, <laughs> the medium dog, was gone. So uh, 2005 Royal Rumble. Overall, as it pertains to booking, I'd give the match a thumbs up because, like I said, that finish, while not planned, was was pretty special. The one thing, though, this was about the time where if you weren't a a big star to the company, you probably weren't eliminating anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were some exceptions. Hardcore Holly eliminated Pewter because, of course, he would. And then Snitsky (laughs) eliminated Paul London because there was that spot. Otherwise, it was Batista, Booker, Benoit. Eddie, Edge, Cena, Kane, Angle, Mysterio, Flair, Michaels. Like, those were the people eliminating guys. I kind of wish they would get away from that, but Alex, do you think they do that today to pad the numbers? Yeah, maybe. I mean, to me, I feel like the guys, there shouldn't be like joke fluke eliminations unless it's by a guy who's going to go far in 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 the actual rumble. You know, like, I don't like seeing that, like, well, that was stupid because then it doesn't, you know, happen. Like there's certain things where I, I love the ones where I feel like, ah, that's going to lead to something. You know what I mean? Like to me, the fact that they never got the chance to pay off Braun Strowman getting eliminated by Baron Corbin last year. Yeah. was like, okay, now what? Like who cares? Like it would have been a much bigger deal had somebody on Raw eliminated Braun and then they could have gone on to do something. Now, as it is, we got Braun versus Roman for the entire year and I can't complain about that. But I always like it when the, when the eliminations lead to a feud. You know, like we, we saw in this with Angle and Michaels. That was an obvious feud starter kind of a thing that happened in the Rumble. I love when that happens, and I don't like when it's like, eh. I do think there are some benefits from, like, the Corbin thing. Like, Corbin didn't have the opportunity to get crushed by Braun Strowman, and that that's maybe the direction they wanted to take him is that they wanted him to look strong but didn't want to have to give up anything in doing that. And my thing is, anybody can be eliminated from a Royal Rumble. Like, even I, when, when I was in Battle Royals, they were like, is it okay if this person eliminates you? I'm like, you can have a toddler eliminate me. It's a, it's <laughs> going over the top rope, man. Like, that's all it is. Yeah, It happens, like, two or three times in a lot of matches. I just think the influx in big guys is to get other big guys over, and that's why big guys are the only ones who seem to eliminate anyone anymore. That said... Yeah. Give me a Maven eliminating Undertaker any day of the week. <laughs> and oh, do I love something. me some of that? 1996, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or the ringmaster at the time, accidentally eliminated by Fatu. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be eliminated by Shawn Michaels. He had to send the message. But a couple weeks later, they got a Superstars match out of it. And Superstars meant a lot more then than it does mm-hmm. like these days. But they, they got to say, 
the ringmaster the ringmaster wanted revenge on the guy that eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. That's ready made. Sure, of yeah. course you would dislike somebody for that. Guys, I hope you all had fun watching this. If you all like it, if it does good numbers, we'll do more. Of course, head over to Fightful.com. We have the best podcast network in the world. We have wrestling, MMA, boxing news. We have photos, videos, forums, all kinds of resources, events, live coverage of everything, live discussion of everything, Raw, SmackDown, uh, UFC, Ring of Honor, WWE pay-per-views. We do post shows for all of those. We were the only major website doing a Monday Night Raw post show on Christmas. Welcome, guys. Merry Christmas. Jeff, anything to leave the people with before we go? Smack or Shake Them Rope should drop today. Um, it's our year in 2017 review. Cool. Alex. Hey, just keep a lookout for uh, um, a, my off track with A-Train. Um, I have a couple ideas that I'm kicking around, and we'll see. I want to actually cast and write a spec script for the Marine 7 in which Elias and Drew Gulak play the major bad guys and Braun Strowman is a henchman. I cannot wait. Guys, Fightful.com. Thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.